So welcome back, everyone, from the holiday. Um, Hope you're having a great summer. I am Imani Darden, one of the program officers in the Knowledge Management Strategy Team at LISC, and I'm joined here with Maurice Jones, our president and CEO, and we have a special guest with us today, um, Councilman Robert Trevino from the city of San Antonio. Welcome, Councilman. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be with you. Yes, we're glad to have you as well. Um, A couple of years ago, in 2016, we actually launched our office in San Antonio, and this is the first time they were actually having a public official on the podcast, and would love to hear more about this conjoining of community, um, energy efficiency, and housing stabilization, and how that has helped inform your work and your personal journey with what you're doing locally. So if you can share more about your journey and then also um, like what brought you to the work and to focus more on energy and efficiency and its connection with community and housing stabilization. Um, Well, thank you. Um, Well, you know, it's all connected, I think. And as an architect, uh, before I was on council, you know, practicing architect for over 25 years. And um, I was looking at the 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 issues that they were experiencing um, from from the standpoint of of the homeowner themselves and and asked them point blank what what seems to be driving a lot of these issues that we're having um, when it comes to homes that are uh, then being turned around uh, and uh, being pushed for demolition and um, overwhelmingly it's always you know, a, a roof leak of some kind started, you know, most of the issues. And, uh, you know, we have we have several programs when it comes to rehabilitation. And I think for the most part, uh, you know, those programs do a lot to help homeowners. However, there was never there's never been a program that actually looks at at the most important element of a house, and that's the roof. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I compiled all those. I looked at resources that I had. I there was a paint program called Let's Paint that paints <clears throat> houses uh, in order to beautify them and, and make them more attractive, but it doesn't actually help the longevity of the house. And uh, and so there was $200,000 in there that, that I used to develop the program that I call San Antonio Under One Roof. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so... With that money, I uh, I knew that I had to get started somehow. It wasn't a whole lot of money, but it was just a way to at least start proving what all the benefits of a good roof uh, can have for for a home. And I mean, it's 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 really not a uh, I guess <clears throat> a stretch to say that I think everybody can identify with the with the common saying of having a good roof over your head is everything. And and so uh, this this really sort of exemplifies that. As we were looking at the ways to create this roof program, uh, we were looking at the kinds of homes that were needing this roof, and the type of roof that we wanted to wanted to build. Now I didn't want to make it too complicated, but um, you know we knew that we had an opportunity to to do something a little differently with with this roof program. And that's really changed the color of the roof. The roof in San Antonio, Texas, should be a lighter color roof. And yet, when you look around 
and I suspect that anybody that lives in a very hot region, uh, just look around and you'll see a bunch of very dark or black roofs, and that is a mistake. That is a that is a unfortunately not helping with energy consumption in the house. And so, uh, because the program was a grant program where we were going to repair roofs, we used this opportunity to to dictate the color of the roof and say, look, we're going to we're going to repair the roof, we're going to replace the roof. Uh, but we're going to come back with a higher reflectance roof so that we're able to uh, to demonstrate the benefits of that uh, to to lower utility bills, to make the house more comfortable, and most importantly, to really uh, maybe begin a conversation about why uh, roofs in general, especially in, in the hot parts of our, our country, uh, the sunny areas, should be lighter colored. And uh, and so we teamed up with uh, UTSA uh, College of Architecture and Dr. Hassan Rashad Ali to do uh, an analysis of this, not just to do it anecdotally. We really analyzed this. We we monitored all the all the before and after, and the data shows it quite quite clearly. We were able to to decrease the temperatures of these roofs uh, quite significantly. The surface temperature uh, difference is about 40 degrees. The interior temperature is about 14 degrees. Uh, most importantly, the, the data in terms of energy consumption was reduced um, so much so that people were were seeing an average of, of nearly $2,000 annually in savings. And so, um, you know, we it was it's really nothing high tech. It's your your typical three tap shingle, just in a whiter color. And uh, and then the underlayment, instead of being your typical underlayment, we went with a with a high um, a radiant barrier underlayment that has been working really well. And we're about to do the 500th roof um, here very soon. And so we're, we're truly proud of this program. We believe this program should exist in in all parts of our country because um, I think that you know this is a way to demonstrate that that. Um, reinvesting back into our housing infrastructure in a smart way that helps with our power grid and helps with sustainability efforts and educate folks about why these white roofs are, are so much more beneficial and can be accepted. Because I think what the, what's funny to me is when people say you know, they, they're, they're actually um, they're not used to a white roof. They're, they're used to seeing black roofs. And so the more they see, uh, I think, a white roof, the more they see, they'll see that it is a a um, an acceptable roof, a, a good-looking roof, and I think will be become sort of part of the way uh, we do uh, roofs in the future. So, with this being a, a need-based program, so the the main residents that are benefiting from this um, are the aging population. Um, who else qualifies? So. To your point, uh, you know, we're, we looked at our, at our aging infrastructure, and, and yes, within that, the, the majority of those that are over 65 that have trouble maintaining their homes, but others uh, within our vulnerable populations include our veterans, our disabled, um, and, uh, and low income. And so we've, we've included those categories uh, as well to, to, to be able to participate into the program and, uh, you know, can say that it has been working really, really well. And, uh, you know, it's in this year's budget for the city for about $5.25 million. We hope to privately fundraise uh, a matching amount so that we continue to, to do more and more roofs. And we're also looking at ways to 
to uh, put it in our code to uh, help people as they're redoing roofs or, or doing new construction uh, to pick a high reflectance color roof here in San Antonio. So you kind of touched on like the private and public uh, partnership here. Uh, Maurice, curious about your thoughts on like the role that um, an intermediary like LIST would play in leveraging an effort like this to affect change. Um, and then also, Councilman, if you could speak more about for any cities that are considering a project like or initiative like Under One Roof, um, what are some strategies that you have employed to kind of bridge the sectors together to, to make this happen? Well, the first is is knowing that because it's a it's the only program of its kind, um, we we were using we're using our general fund dollars, but we've also had some uh, some local philanthropy that have donated to the program. Um, we're working with with uh, a lot of groups like uh, Habitat for for Humanity that is also using a very similar specification with their with their roofs, and uh, and uh, our newly developed neighborhood and housing services department with the city to to help uh, push this out. But ultimately, we we also think that um, the energy companies could, could be a logical partner. We are talking with our local energy company that is city-owned, uh, CPS Energy, uh, to incorporate this as part of their programs as well. You know, this, much like uh, a solar, uh, solar panel roof, uh, this is a solar program as well. It's, it doesn't necessarily generate energy, but it, what it does is it mitigates it. It's, uh, the offset is clear that uh, over, over an, uh, a, an annual uh, season, you're saving about $2,000 in, in, in utility savings because you're not uh, actually you know, bringing in that heat into your home. You're, you're reflecting it back out. And so this is uh, you can see that there's many, many logical partners that I think can play a, a big role in rolling this out. Uh, lastly, I'd also point out that you know, environmental design is, is so important, and it actually affects social behaviors. And we know that heat impacts things like crime, domestic violence, and uh, lowering the, the amount of heat impact in a home can actually result in positive outcomes when it comes to to crime and, and domestic violence. So uh, these are the kinds of things that uh, we feel is, is connecting the dots and, and showing that uh, many, many uh, people benefit from, from a city that is, that is well-built, that is thought out, and as, as we like to say, that is a city by design. And I think, um, Councilman, thanks for the work you're doing in this area. And I think we're LISC uh, can possibly collaborate as one in trying to help to scale the program more locally to start with, find uh, the partners uh, to work uh, with the city, and uh, including LISC, uh, trying to aggregate stakeholders. And then, look, we've got 35 offices around the country. Uh, the question is, is this a uh, initiative that uh, has uh, scalability or replicability in other places in the country where folks are dealing with housing and the cost of housing and 
looking for ways to uh, lower people's uh, cost of uh, being in a home uh, as a way of helping uh, to keep more in quality housing longer. So I think there is also a role for us to play as a national intermediary to take something that's working in a San Antonio uh, and try to migrate it uh, elsewhere in the country and um, help work with uh, work with the councilmen and others uh, to do just that. That's really um, one of the uh, areas or an area that uh, I think we are uniquely positioned to to play uh, like no no place else. Well, you know, and I agree, and uh, thank you for for that because I believe that this is uh, a real step that that can help people almost immediately. And what I, what I want people to, to to take away from the the roof program is how quickly it can actually help people. Um, and so let's remember that um, existing housing is is in many ways the most affordable housing we have because it exists. Yep. And we need to protect it. Yep. And yep. and we protect it by by doing new roofs, and uh, and and the the fact is that these roofs can be done in a matter of days, and uh, bring new life to a house. Every recipient that I've ever visited, and we're about to do our 500 roofs. I haven't visited every single one, but the 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 roofs recipients that I have visited with, they will tell you that it's it's almost an immediate impact for them. You know, many times they're they're living with a roof that is leaking, that has been leaking for years, and uh, you get into different seasons, and, and whether it's, you know, the, the, the rainy season or a cold rainy season, um, it's it's very impactful on, on in their home. But uh, once they receive a new roof, they can't believe how, how quickly their quality of life has changed. And uh, you know, there's so many examples of of how that has that has happened uh, time and time again with this program. So we definitely believe that this is the right program for for uh, many municipalities to adopt. Lastly, I want to point out, you know, there's a, always a lot of concern about the you know, the different elements of a house and which do you get to first. And it is my opinion that you you fix roofs before you fix just about anything. Uh, you need a good roof over your head. And for those that, that say, well, if there's foundation issues, we got to take care of that before we take care of the roof. And I say no. I say whenever, whenever you've seen anybody do a foundation repair, I've never heard of somebody needing a roof repair after that foundation repair. So I say, I say to those that say that, that the roof has to wait, I say, I say no. Please do the roof first. You can always come back and do foundation repair on a house. So remember – that a home is made up of so many things. It's got valuables. It's got, you know, many things that, that can be damaged when, when a roof is allowed to just simply leak and destroy a home. Um, you know, you, you can't live that way uh, and allow the deterioration of a home to continue. And I, I want everybody to think about the thousands of homes that still exist, and not, it, not just in San Antonio, but everywhere, that have a leaky roof. Uh, that every time it rains in your community, um, this is this is what's happening to those homes. So we've got to get to it when we can fix these roofs. Uh, once funded, it's it's just simply a matter of days of construction to fix them. 
So you noted that um, residents have noticed like the a shift in their quality of life. How is it that you have been able to um, make the knowledge of this retrofit accessible for the residents? And then also, what would you recommend in terms of being more inclusive as we address the built environment with, com- you know, connecting the work with the community members around sustainability? Well, you know, I think that's that's also key as we talk about uh, climate impact. Uh, when people when people see it at work, then they can relate to it a lot more closely. And you know, I, I'm still reminded of the first recipient that received a roof and and had the roof over a few days before I had a chance to go visit. But it was rainy and it was hot, and uh, the of course the recipient said, I. I I can't believe, you know, we we have this roof. It's not leaking and and it's like magic that the house is not as hot as it used to be. And uh, I don't know what it is. And she she kept saying it was magic and I said, "No, it's physics. It's building science." And uh and and so um that really I think does something that is really important and it and it basically helps uh educate the community about the benefits of how Good, thoughtful design, good, thoughtful building uh, can help everyone, and we could be smarter. And right now, uh, a lot of our homes are don't have the benefit of good design principles. Uh, so we attach those good design principles to this program and this project, and people will see right away the benefits of of lighter color roofs and how how the environment is impact, impacted by the way you build and how how it impacts them directly as well. And speaking to, you know, how we communicate the program out to many folks, it's it's been because it's it's such a unique program and it's almost uh to this day kind of surprising to a lot of people that we even have a program like this. When you tell them, you know, we have a roof program that that can help them, that they're, they're almost in shock. Um, you know, I hope to get to the point where it is, it is well, more well known that this is the kind of program that's out there and available. You know, I think people understand in general that there's weatherization programs, that there's uh, programs uh, that that help fix foundations, uh, programs that paint houses. But uh, the fact that there's never been a program that actually fixes a roof and does it in a way, in a more thoughtful way, is is really the challenge. And so uh, we've just got to get the word out. We got to communicate to people. Once again, the priority in a home should be the roof, and uh, especially with our existing housing, we we've got to protect our our existing housing by making sure that the roofs throughout our community are are in good shape. Yeah, and the only thing I would uh, uh, add is, you know, at Lisk for quite some time we've been in the green housing um, business, so helping to um, uh, use products that are green for cleaning, helping to um, equip uh, the units that we rehab and uh, that we, um, uh, we finance the new construction of uh, to use less water. Um, so this is, you know, this is all part and parcel of this kind of best practice, right? Uh, the yeah. roof is definitely 
central to all housing. And so this is the kind of thing that fits within that story, a story about trying to make housing uh, more affordable, more sustainable for more families. And this is uh, a, a piece of that journey, and it's a, a piece that needs to become integrated into work all over the country. So I, I definitely commend the councilman for uh, for the the sort of uh, leading example that he's uh, that he's pursuing and um, and guiding in, in San Antonio. Yeah, thank you so much, Councilman Trevino. Um, and maybe you would recommend that other architects enter this space of, uh, <laughs> of <Yes>. public office? <laughs> Run for office, all architects. Well, I, I do. And, and, and with that, I mean, I would encourage, you know, just I, I think this is also just to say, you know, we, we need people in elected office with, with different backgrounds, different levels of expertise to offer a different lens. Yes. Right? Amen. Um, you know, the, the real issue here is that there's there's never been a, an architect on this city council. And it just so happened that when I came in, the very first issue or topic that I dealt with was a, a person's home that was going to be demolished. It was uh, the home of Miguel Calzada. And, and by, um, you know, having that the very first issue I dealt with, it, it was almost like um, the stars aligned because uh, you know, as an architect, I, I wondered how much of my background would, would actually uh, impact the, the role of uh, my new role as a policymaker. And, and I can tell you that in, for the most part, just about everything that we've done in this office for uh, now four and a half years is is centered around infrastructure, housing, um, you know, basically all the things that that we feel truly uh, impact the quality of life of no matter no matter what neighbor you live in, no matter uh, what part, what corner of the city you, you're you're from, you know, these are the kinds of things that that we as a city have a huge responsibility for, and it and it's it's you see it in every city. From sidewalks to lighting to roofs uh, to trees, all these things truly impact your quality quality of life in our city. And I'm just truly, truly blessed to be in this role, and encourage yes, more more architects, more design professionals, uh, but just more of more diversity on on city councils, so they can offer a different lens and perspective where where there may not be one right now. Yeah. Well, thanks for what you're doing, Kelsey. Yes, thank you so much. And continue to stay cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Councilman. All, <laughs> All right. All the best, Councilman. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Take care.